Hello and welcome to another Cage Club Revisited. This is episode 40, The Runner from 2015. I'm Joey Lewandowski. And I'm Mike Manzi. And this, if you want to listen to our original Cage Club Prime episode, our more thoughtful, concise, detailed episode, that's episode number 77. Really, like, this is, I think, oh, yeah. I think this is, like, the next to last one that we'd watched in the first run. Oh, like, right by Pay the Ghost and all those? Yeah, I think there it was, was a the runner. There. there was a runner and then Pay the Ghost, and that was it. Wow. So we had no guest... On that episode, no guest today. No one has ever wanted to watch this movie. The Runner 2015, Sarah Paulson, and we are watching the Blu-ray. Sarah Paulson and um, Fonda. Peter Fonda. Peter Fonda. Yep. Who will be back in The Trust, right? Was that, or is that, that him? No, that was... Um... Who's his dad in that? <laughs> Jerry Lewis. Okay. <laughs> Who is your weird friend? Oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we're playing the Blu-ray today, so I'm going to uh, hit play in three, two, one, play. All right. And here we go. Playing. Right into the movie. No, no, th- nothing in between. English subtitles on. One hour, 30 minutes. We are playing Cage Club. Oh, Bingo. Before, before I get started. I, I always try to remember to do this. This is meant to be listened to while you oh, watch yes. the movie. So watch The Runner. Listen to us talk about it. And away we run. Okay. If you want to play Cage Club Bingo with us, Nicholas Cage Movie Bingo, you can go to cageclub.me slash games, download a bingo card there. It'll teach you how to shuffle the, the little squares. Print it out, play along. KGB. There's a lot of production uh, logos here. That's three so far. Oh, so I have, the, I have the old bingo card last time. I had the old bingo card this time, too. So you have the new bingo card in yours. Okay, I don't see many new spots, but it's a clean card. And, dear listener, I mean new as in we, we always add new oh, squares, update squares, stuff. remove squares, so on and so forth, so... The latest and greatest version of Cage Club Movie Mingo at cageclub.me slash games. So, if memory serves, this pl- takes place in New Orleans. Yep. New Orleans. Deepwater Horizon exploded. Oh, so if you have just watched Deepwater Horizon, put this on. It's somewhat of a sequel, it would seem. It goes from being a pretty good movie to a not good movie, but, you know. <laughs> well, it's just kind of funny because the actual movie, Deepwater Horizon. Um, but this is in the vein of that. I remember when the big spill happened and everything and we were watching it live on TV. So this is not the Exxon Valdez. This is a different one, right? This is the BP one, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yep. I guess Exxon Valdez was the 90s. Was way low. Yeah, and that was a tanker, I think. Yeah. And, you know, Cage loves his New Orleans, so he made a movie to help try and save it. Movie looks good. Yeah. Well shot, well lit. Which... I don't you know. think we're going to get a lot of style. I think they're trying to tell a straightforward story about the oil spill. Right. Which, you know, it's hard to be in the mood for one of those, but... I'm crossing off adaptation adapted from a news news event. <laughs> okay, I've, I've got it, so no arguments here. How can I sell X-Files Connection? Hmm. Oh, Black oh. Oil... Yeah, the black... Yep, I got it, too. That's why I'm not... Oh, no, I have Twin Peaks, not X-Files. How can I do my Twin Peaks... Hmm. I'll have to think on that one. Cage on screen with an animal, I hope, happens, because, I mean, this is something that affected nature, and, you know, I think we're going to get some of that, but... We'll see. You talk to the guy who, uh, you know, has his livelihood in there, the seafood fisherman. This is the third and final... Cage Club revisited episode of January 2019, Cage's birthday month. Happy birthday, Nicholas Cage. Turning 55, right? 55? 54, I thought. 
He was born in 64. Okay. So he'll be 55. He's 54 okay. now. Um, Man, this is just... Yeah, this is sad. Keep in mind, you're the one who wants to watch this. <laughs> I wanted to get it over with, that's all. <laughs> Animal on screen. Oh, that's sad. They reference the Exxon Valdez. Okay, there we go. the size of Exxon Most Valdez. devastating man-made environmental disaster in U.S. history. Uh, is this kind of Cage voiceover? Oh, I mean, it's not really voiceover. It is... Oh my gosh, is he... Like green screened into Congress? No, I think that's real. I think it's just they had the previous shot was the match, right? It was like the real shot. This is a set, probably, or the Louisiana like courthouse. That's right. He's looking a little older than usual in this movie. I I think, but I think he's playing. Is he playing a real person, or is he playing a fictionalized version of a real person? Probably fictionalized, fictionalized version. Hey. Oh, he's got an accent. Not a bad accent, though. No, it's a Nolan's accent, you know. Right. That film commitment. Yeah, sounds a little like he sounds JFK. in... Um, well, I was going to say like the, his uh, New York accent a little bit, too, from World Trade Center. Oh. Like, he sounds a little more northern than... Like, I want to see now Cage as JFK... Uh, Way too old, probably, but uh, we do not choose to go to the moon mm. because it is easy. We choose it because it's, it is hard. Choose to go to the moon and do those other things. This, that, and the other. <laughs> ich bin ein Berliner. What was I watching the other Why line? Why does Rice play Texas? I was watching... Shit. It was really funny, and they're like, you know, his catchphrase, JFK, ich bin ein Berliner. I was like, I, did he say that more than once? I don't know. <laughs> Colin Price, Democrat, Louisiana Energy and Commerce. Hmm. Oh, there's the first title. Nicholas Cage, so top build if you yep. got him. He's got his running shoes and all of his work shoes. That's right. Because he New is balance. the runner. He's also running for Congress. Yep. Tulane University. So if you have Cage exercises, Cage works out. Here we go. Oh, so... A lot of this must take place in like Georgetown or DC too, right? Like, is that or is this Louisiana as well? I don't know. I think I'm trying to get a read on the license plates. That's a good. Oh, we're in DC. Okay, yeah. How could uh, you tell? Well, <laughs> now I could because of the monument. But sure, before the sh- the house looks very Georgetown. Yes. Looks sort of House of Cardsy. Do 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 do. House of Cards, I've, I've stopped watching from, like, season three, I think. I don't see the last two. Oh, you know what's weird about Katie Marum? You know how she's, like, Invisible Woman and all that? Yeah. She serves Tony Stark a subpoena in Iron Man 2. She's in the MCU. She plays As a like nobody? A, well, no, she's a federal marshal. Like, she's giving right. him a summons or something. Oh. Wendell Pierce. Nice. Bunk. This is their second team up because they were also in one of your favorite Cage movies together. The it, Wire? Season it could one? happen to you. Oh, Yeah. But also, he played he played bunk in between. No, of course, yes, yes. Kate. For five years. <laughs> no, I know, but because they, they they were separated by twenty two years, mm-hmm. no, twenty one years, from ninety four to two thousand fifteen, and then in between five of those, he played Wendell Pierce, or Wendell Pierce played Mister Wendell in a bunk. Ooh. You know that song, Arrested Development. It was kind of big. It was like their second or third hit. 
Not the TV show. No, that, that's right. I think I've seen that band name around, but I was just like... Oh, no, Mr. Wendell is the song. It was an Arrested Development. No, 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 I know, but I've seen, oh, okay. I've seen Arrested Development around as a band, oh, yeah, and I'm just yeah. like... I'm always just like, I can't, I just can't, I just... It doesn't, yeah. like... Not, not, not... I don't know what their music is like. It's like hip-hop meets funk, and like... It's like grassroots hip-hop. Right. Well, sounds good. Yeah, it is. I saw them at one of the Lollapaloozas. I think maybe the second or third one. So if you have... Someone returns to another cage movie. Yep. Cross it off. I don't. Neither do I. I was thinking, I have not done this, that you know how like I, I usually just, when, when I present that cage club bingo to you, I just have like five or six yeah. sheets face down. Just pick one. I was thinking about when I randomize it, if I just do give each of two cards like 24 different things, so we never have any crossover, mm. but like that's not how bingo is played. Yeah, you know that's I mean? not how bingo is, though. Because I think I said something like that earlier, where, like, don't we have too many spots? And, like, think about regular bingo. Like, yeah. it's got way, we need way more things. So I, I, think, I think there's a cool idea that, like, if I have 24 things, you have 24 different things, like, we're always, there's a more likely chance that we're crossing things off, you know what I mean? But it's also like, oh, I don't really, like, I need, for instance, bad CGI, but I don't want to get that, because that means you're going to win. So there's an, there's an added element there. Like, there's no mm-hmm. right or wrong way to do it, but... It's Bingo Town. Forget about it. Jack Nicholson in Bingo Town. They're going to open with him? Oh, that's right. He's picking up momentum because of his issue that he's tackling. He's running. Yeah, but it's where he's running for and, and how and stuff. Like, he's the only one that cares about these issues. Yep. This will be brought to you by Chevrolet. Buy a Chevrolet. Well, it's really weird to watch, and it generally happens more so with a film that tends to go direct to video or, or on demand or something. But there's a really ballsy lack of style to this movie, I feel, where they're just, you know, it plays more like a like an NCIS or something. Like a TV like a, show, yeah. Yeah, like a TV show. But not right? a good TV show. No, not a good TV show. But I still think it's smart to not try and inject any sense of, like, flair to something like this as well. It doesn't call for it either, so. It feels like the kind of show where you have to make 20 hours of it in a, in a year, and you're like, oh, I just, <laughs> just got to do it. Because, you know, when you do this with some style, you I feel like you get something like Port of Call New Orleans, right? Where it's... Just a well, I guy. Think, I think some style is a little bit of an understatement for Waterfall New Orleans. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of drenched. I think it's like if you take all the style in the world <laughs> and throw it at, at, at that movie, and also some iguanas and some gators. Oh, Mad Men. Oh yeah. I'm only. I'm still only two seasons in. Yeah, that's I got. A, that's I got derailed because it was so depressing, and yeah. then I just never went back to it. But I'm going to go back to it. But he's the closeted gay man who, uh, I, I'm assuming, comes out or something happens because it's not just like... There's a moment. Yeah, I remember the moment. And then I think that was like towards the... Where I kind of fell off for a little while right. and I had to do some catching back up and then I finished it off. Like there's... Like I have friends who love that show. Like they love the show like the way that like... Mm-hmm. That, I have a the, friend the, like that. The same, or similar, like the same friends or similar friends mm-hmm. love like the Sopranos and the Wire but like... I just like I can't like I I appreciate that it's well made. It's just not my speed. And then like there's like a moment at the end of the first season, but it's the one where he's going like to remember like a Kodak carousel where he's like showing all the pictures mm-hmm. of the family. And I'm like, oh, like even now I'm getting chills. I'm just like, oh, like this is I get it now. But like it, like I haven't had that again, right? Aside from that one scene, I think 
Did he get to California in season two? He did. Okay, because that's when I was like, okay, this feels a little more of like a rejuvenating element here. Well, they this went on the business trip and he just said like, fuck, I'm, I'm staying. stay here. Yeah. Because that they, they go way more – California becomes a big part of the show from okay. there on out. And I was really glad they did that because I don't know if I could have gotten been stuck on Madison Avenue for every single moment of that show or anything. But yeah. Because I like everyone, like I like all the actors. I like the idea of the show. I, I think the writing is good. You know, everything. It's just like there's, it's just slow, and it's like it's really fucking depressing it's, as hell. Yeah. Because like, I think it's not the point of the show, but it feels like the point of the show sometimes is like everyone is miserable, <laughs> and or, or like they they're chasing happiness is like yes. the thing. yeah, but it's unattainable. They're never gonna find it. It's very unattainable, or it's very fleeting. This you, know, is, you know how much I love January Jones, especially oh, yeah. brushing her teeth. Shout out Seeking Justice. This is like true propaganda, like message filmmaking. Like this is the op- This is like on the other end of something like Left Behind, you know. But like this is like the if you want to be mean about it, this is like the liberal propaganda machine. Like you know, it's, it's an environmental message movie, that kind of thing. I'm for it personally, but I just think it's funny how in this day and age they could still be so overt. Where you're watching it and you're just like from the beginning to the end, <laughs> just trying to do one thing, yeah. create awareness. I mean, we were talking recently with Joe too, my co-host on Too Fast Too Forever and a couple other podcasts, but we were talking about the Lego movie and about how like I yeah. don't like the Lego movie got like so heavy-handed and overt at the end where it was just like, hey, uh, dads are weird, right? And it's like, yeah, but like we got that. Like I got that from the whole – you know what I mean? Yeah. Like – I just feel like there there should be a lot more subtlety in movies. Like I but think that people, I, yeah, I think that people are smarter than a lot of the movie but studios give them credit for. I think what why it needed to be a Lego movie is because the most of the audience is like under twelve, you know, and yeah. so like that not only does it like blow their mind in the first place to fall off of the table and become part of the real world, and then wrap your mind around oh yep. the whole movie was just a kid playing with Legos, but then to you know, stay there for a minute and sit in that moment. I think they really needed to do that for the younger kids. Is but, she a girlfriend or a prostitute? Prostitute. Yes. Both? Like, she's got a, is that a wedding ring, ring on? Engagement ring? Is that his fiancé? Or is fiance? it a fair? Is that his fiancé? There's so many questions. If we were paying attention, we might have known. Awkward sex scene if you've got it. Oh, I do. Almost nudity. Do not, did not get it though. He's in and out of there. But not... In and out of there. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Not in the Alex DeLarge sense of the old in out, but... Wait, who's Alex DeLarge? Clockwork Orange. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Little Alex. What did we just see Malcolm McDowell in? Was he in oh, Vance. Sammy Hackerling movie? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, Where as Bobby Impaler. Glad, yeah. That's great. Oh, don't bump into acid yellow. You're you're close. Do you think that's the most block. common question I ask on these episodes? It's like, what did I just see that that <laughs> what I'm thinking of is in? On revisited, probably we get it. I feel like we wait for the revisited to like unload a lot of the months like crossover stuff, you know? Yeah. Because like we've seen a lot, we've heard a lot of the shows, and we're like watched a lot of the movies, and now we're sort of like bringing it up here and there. Yep. The music in this is somehow like both good and also generic <laughs> as hell. It's it feels like they dug into like one of those sound libraries, you know, where they just bought a lot of just 
I mean, well, this is an actual song. We're looking at the record, but but the quote-unquote score just seems very generic stuff you could get with like Apple's Apple Movie or something. She's familiar. She's looking like the Keanu's sister in. Um, is that Keanu's sister from Devil's Advocate? Let me see here. Oh, that's his wife. I know, yeah. That's Connie Nielsen. She plays Hippolyta in that's Wonder Woman. Right. Yeah, okay. She's Queen Hippolyta in Justice League. The Runner. Three Days to Kill, that bad... I missed it. Three Days to Kill was... What's his name? Kevin Costner. She's an Nymphomaniac 1 oh. as Joe's mom, as the girl's mom. Interesting. Okay. Crossover, if you got it. Crossover, if you got it. Battle in Seattle. What? A two-way crossover, if you got Whoa. it. Oh. Both, both uh, Channing and Charlize. She's in the Ice Harvest, which we definitely talked about in oh, one of these. Oh, that's a good movie. Yeah. She's in One Hour Photo, Gladiator, okay, Rushmore. Oh, Gladiator, that's where I know her. She's the sister she in Gladiator. She is Christabella Andrioli. Yay! All right. Devil's Advocate. Look at you, Mike. <laughs> you never would have got it because she had red hair in that movie. She's got blonde hair in this one. And she's she was 18 years younger. And also, I don't... I'm just not good at like those... I don't know. There's something about just her eyes. I just pulled the red right yeah. out of her eyes. Cool, that should be a thing somehow. How could we make that a uh, square? <laughs> what, Mike recognizes someone? No, like, call it. Like, call the act, call the other film the actor is in. No, we can't. It, it's, it's its own game. It's the No, this game. has nothing to do with us. This is bigger than us, Mike. <laughs> Uh-oh. So the question Eric. is, that woman that he was in the room with, is she an affair or a mm-hmm. prostitute now? So I think she's an affair. I don't think she's a prostitute because of the engagement ring. Unless she's playing a part? I don't know. I feel like they would have made her seem more like a prostitute. Like, you know, stereotypical prostitute. Is this the first movie we've seen where Cage gets makeup applied to his face? Well, he applies his own makeup in Kick-Ass, so under his eyes and stuff. That's true. But this might be the first time he's... No, it's definitely not the first time he's on TV in a movie, no. Or, like, interviewed. You know, I also think that, like, I'm just not... I'm, I'm much, much better with newer movies. Although this is a newer even, movie. No, no, I mean, like, comparing, like, <laughs> no, and, like, not... Like, The Devil's Advocate is, you know, comparing yeah, yeah, to The Devil's yeah. Advocate. But, like, also, that's also... Like, have you watched Bad Times at El Royale or not yet? Not yet, no. Hope to get to that very soon. Because there's a girl in that named... A character named Boots. And she's the main new girl in Pacific Rim Uprising. Oh, the little... The, like, the young girl? Like probably fifteen, sixteen, or whatever. Yeah, I don't know if you noticed during Pacific Rim Uprising, but the reshoots went on for so long, and they caught back so much later. Like that girl, like goes Aged. through puberty. Yeah, like she ages like three years over the course of that movie, which takes place over like a month. Maybe I think I probably noticed that, but I was also like, oh, maybe I just missed the time jump because I was like not fully paying attention to that movie. Yeah, because I was watching it in theaters, going like, she's older now, she's younger now, she's older now. <laughs> she's good. She's good in El Royale. She like plays. She. I think she's older in El Royale, but she seems to play a character who's younger. Okay. But I think it also just might be a victim of circumstance, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it's like, in Pacific Rim, she has to grow up so fast because the, there's war, right? Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. And she's already, like, a, a scrapper, like, on her own, like, living on her own, so taking care of herself. 
Oh, well, the reason I brought that up is because I didn't really... Re- I, like, I recognized that I knew her, but I didn't know what she was from. Hmm. But I'm generally better. Like, I was actually talking to a friend in my fantasy baseball league, take a drink, and he was saying about how he just doesn't recognize people anymore. And I was like, I think that's my choice. Like, I think... <laughs> like, it's not like he's old or dumb. You know, like, like, I think uh-huh. it's just like he's decided that he doesn't want to learn new, new, actors, new actors, which is fine. Like, there's nothing names. wrong with that. But he's like, he's like, I know that the girl who is in... Bumblebee, who's also in True Grit, he's like, I know her name is Haley Stein something, but it's either Steinfeld or Stanfeld or Stanfield. He's like, if it gun to my head, it's Stanfield. I was like, no, you got nope. it right the first time with Steinfeld. Steinfeld. And she's like, God damn it. But like, I just think that the, the amount of, like, I, we both watch a ton of movies, but I just think that I watch so many more new movies relative to the other movies I watch, but also relative to you, that I just feel like the current sort of crop-ish of actors, I'm more familiar with. I'm never going to think Christabella Andrioli. No, yeah, I'm getting there. I'm picking it up. Like, it took me a little while. I remember the last time I had trouble remembering new names and faces was around, like, the uh, Twilight Zone, uh, Twilight Era, the zone when, like, Kristen Stewart or Robert Pattinson, like, Anna Kendricks, and, like, all these Mm -hmm. people started coming on the scene again. Like, "Uh uh-oh, like, they're going to be here for a while. I gotta know who these people are, and like Not they're gonna start popping up. He gone. Yeah, we're up in him. He gone. He was in Abduction, which is a very early How This Get Made movie, which was very bad. Shark, Shark Boy, and Lava Girl. He was Shark Boy. But then, yeah, like both Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart became like acclaimed in the. Yeah, actors. they're really good. So I cannot wait for that new uh, Robert Eggers, the guy who did the Witch. The Witch. Oh yeah, his next movie stars Robert Pattinson. Nice. And apparently, they got into such like. He just tenuous stuff on on set that like he wanted like Robert Pattinson's like I want to beat the shit out of him like he just because he like he couldn't understand the script because script was like this really like you know complex whatever. Uh-oh. Oh, cage affair! Cage affair! You've been caught. Oh, she's gonna help him get out of it, right? With his thing. Oh, so she's like when Leslie Nope was running for office and Catherine Hahn came on the show and uh-huh. she was like that's what she's playing that kind of person I guess like a handler I mean it's better to have this I think than like uh, a Kareem Hunt Ray Rice video where you're beating the shit <laughs> out of a girl in, a, in yeah. an elevator but you know well Does oh wait he's having movies? sex with the wife of someone that of like a local guy oh. who he was talking okay I get it it is a scandal I'm sorry does it bother that? you in movies like that was fine but I rem- it reminded me of like other movies where like if you're watching like, like somebody's watching a YouTube video right uh-huh. and like it says like the again m- maybe nobody realized no- nobody pays attention to this but I pay attention to it like say the, the 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 video that they're watching is like two minutes long but like the progress bar where it should be going <laughs> like this yeah yeah it's like yeah. Okay, so I've gotten over that a long time ago, <laughs> but it used to bug the shit out of me, like, early on when QuickTime videos were yeah. first the thing, and then you'd watch a movie and it'd be, like, Real Player or something like that, and the shit was just, like, super fast and super clean, or what, I was just like, alright, I have to get over fake technology or technology being portrayed in movies real soon, or it's gonna haunt me forever, so, long answer... Not anymore, <laughs> but it would have bothered me, you know, back in the day, back in like the early, early 2000s and stuff, late 90s. Like, that's why I think something is so like the Matrix is so great, because it's able to be like, 
low tech, but in the future. So like, and it came out around a time where our technology still wasn't really didn't have its head screwed on straight as far as like the internet didn't know so what it, it was yet. Th- right. So it can't date itself. Like that's yeah, really it's cool. just like tank in front of like a, a nonsense keyboard in front of yeah. like code that you can't read. Right. Yeah. It's all makeshift stuff. So that was clever. Oh, Kate just started to freak out. Kate freaks out. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why she was never in like Game of Thrones or something. She's definitely Tommy Nielsen. Got, yeah, she's got that vibe to me where like she could have been a queen or something on that. Well, well she, she was. An, was a I know. Well, yeah, Wonder Woman. She's very good in Wonder Woman. Kate's crying. Got smacked by his wife. Cry, you fucker! I'm gonna take your shirt off and I'll win. <laughs> Yeah, I I just don't have luck with Cage Club Bingo. It's just not my game, man. I'm just and it's one hundred percent luck. Oh, he's sleeping in the office to pull out. Looks like a nice bed, though. A nice couch. I mean, it's not comfortable, but you know. He's got a nice office, at least. And they're camped out outside his house. So that's kind of like the first directorial flourish that it got mm-hmm. blurry there. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, a, oh, okay, here's he's in anguish. Just calling him at 1 a.m. This is rendezvous. Oh, wow. This is we've, time jump. No shirt. Cage is shirtless. And he's got quite some stubble. Oh, it's 12.50 p.m. Because she's out in the middle of the day. Are they still outside? How much time has passed? (laughs) Oh, there's more people outside. Wow. Is this whole movie like just like crisis control and damage control? Like, <laughs> who, wait, who directed our brand as crisis? Because it was somebody that we who directed this, and what is going on? Because our brand as crisis is like, or maybe it was somebody who wrote our brand as crisis. Hang on. Did you watch Bird Box? I haven't watched Bird Box. I've not heard great things. I really, you know. Oh, David Gordon Green directed it. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. We're sort of like recording this stuff around like the Christmas time area, and it's really hard to get on top of some of these other movies. I'm just, I'm basically sacrificing all of their free time just to cram movies. This was written and directed by a guy named Austin Stark. Speaking of Game of Thrones, you know what I mean? Mm hmm. Uh, directed a couple shorts. Directing three things that have not come out yet, plus this. But yeah, like this feels like, you know, we were talking about on Cinemakers. Go check out the, I guess the season's over now, uh, season of of Amy Heckerling. But we're talking about how like men are able to make movies that just like do not do well. Although this this couldn't have been an expensive movie to make, mm-hmm. but still like. He's able to still make more things, even though it seems like he's writing. So he might be just trying to, like, you know, get things funded. Um, but what I really liked, I don't know if you listened to this week's episode of The Contenders yet, which is now no, six weeks ago about that girl that. fight. But about Tobin was saying about how, I mean, it's Karen Kusama's first movie. She's obviously gone on to be, like, a really successful director. 
did Jennifer's Body, did mm-hmm. uh, the upcoming, uh, the the now newly released Nicole Kidman movie. Um, she also did The Invitation, among other things. But Tobin made a point, which I think was really interesting. He was just like, this feels like the kind of movie where it feels like a director who like doesn't know if she's ever going to get another shot. So like every mm-hmm. shot matters. Yeah. And so like every shot is like interesting or unique or whatever. Basically feels like this is this guy's first feature film, you know, he wrote it, he got it produced, he got Nicholas Cage, he got, you know, Bridget, or Connie, not Bridget Nielsen, Connie Nielsen, he got Peter Fonda, he got Sarah yeah. Paulson, and it's just, like, so by the numbers. It is. It's really a waste, almost. Like, that's how it kind of feels. Like, oh. He's doing an accent, too. If you're listening to this, go poke around cageclub.me. We've got 24 shows on <laughs> yeah. the network. Do not watch this movie. Just, you know, here, here, if you're watching this movie, turn the movie off. Still listen to us, but go to cageclub.me, poke <laughs> around 24 shows. I mean, this, I'm having trouble even paying attention. I'm aware. That's why I'm trying to, like, babble right about now, things. With the phone and everything in my hand and stuff. But Peter Fonda, man, like, what are you doing in this movie even? I'm just trying to figure out, like, what their direction even was. Well, I think, I wonder, so there's one of three things I think happened. Either number one, the guy's not a talented filmmaker, which I, I don't believe, because I feel like if you're able to, like, because it's not, it's not a bad movie, it's just kind of a boring movie. So I don't think that's the case. Number two, maybe he was afraid, hmm. in terms of, like, afraid to take chances, you that know what I mean? could be, yeah, yeah, like, he wasn't really, he didn't really trust himself. Or number either. three, there was studio meddling, which is always a possibility, who knows. But I don't think this is also, this isn't, like, a studio movie, you know what I mean? So... I don't huh. know. Um, I wanted to look up. Oh, right. Because what I think is interesting, I mean, you, you mentioned it earlier, Mike, that this is the reunion between uh, Cage and Wendell Pierce from It Could Happen to You. But also, yeah. there's a Fonda connection there, too, because Bridget That's Fonda, right. Henry Fonda. It so Could Happen to You. This then... is a spiritual sequel to that movie, except I love that movie, and I do not love this movie. And Fonda was also over on um, Soderbergh, where he was in the Limey. Oh, yeah, it's the bad guy. Yeah, the bad guy in the Limey. He was slimy in the Limey. Ooh. I do love Cage in a baseball cap, though. That is a good look. And I also love Sarah Paulson when she's not all dolled up in, like, one of the ten different insane American <laughs> Horror Story outfits that she wears. Like, she's got characters who are, like, normal, and then characters who are just, like, a witch or, like, uh, 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 just an evil in some way or whatever. And, like, you know, straight, sort of straight down the middle, Sarah Paulson, like, you know, I like her as an actress. She was pretty good in uh, Ocean's 8, too. She was in there. Oh, yeah. She's part of the crew. Oh, Cage wears a hat. I have that one. I forgot that was the square. I haven't had that in forever. Because <laughs> it's usually not just a cap like that. It's an actual hat of some kind. I want to see here. Is Colin Price a real person? Probably, right? I don't know. Colin Price, Louisiana Senator. If you Google that, everything that comes up is about the runner. So I'm, <laughs> I'm assuming... Not. Politician... No, I think I think okay. he's a fictional. All right, based based on no one, <laughs> which is an interesting way to go about it. I think maybe not a good way or a bad way, but so it's not a biopic. No, 
which makes it weirder. Yes. Yes, it does. But it's an issues pick. Because now you're taking a real-life tragedy and injecting semi-national scandal news. Like, like, this this is like... it's not this about is alternative facts in a in a way that's not like super harmful. It's just like, oh, why are you doing? That's this? what's so weird. It's like it's a it's not even a. I just, they're not spending any time on like the oil spill. It's all about his affair. <laughs> what is happening? Well, I think that's it. Like we were talking on uh, a couple revisited ago, aka a couple hours ago, about Christmas <laughs> movies that use Christmas as like a backdrop. It's like this is just the backdrop for this story. Yeah, that he's get like it's. Kind of like that movie, The Front Runner, with Hugh Jackman, where we saw the trailer on a Friday or a Saturday, and it was coming out on Tuesday. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which is like, where did that come from? But it's like, I think it's just it's using, uh, like, it's somebody getting national, like, a rise to sort of national, like, superstardom or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then being felled by a scandal of some kind. So yeah, he's not the golden boy that they uh, had hoped he was. Gold, gold. I did that intentional. Was an intentional gold. If you're listening and you uh, have gold on your bingo card, cross that off because Mike just gave that one to you. <laughs> I, I really think that, like, of all the cage connections, gold rising to such prominence is the most unexpected. <laughs> I don't know how it happened. I don't think we talked about it really at all the first run, right? Like, I think, you know, we obviously talked about it for next. Because we read the short story, yeah. or I read the short story at least, but I don't think we ever really comment on, commented on it in any other regard, and yet here we are now, and <laughs> you're right, like, there's like, every movie it seems like, except for this one so far, uh, has a relation of some kind to gold, whether it's, you know, a, a line, or an, an object of importance, or whatever. Wolf Blitzer? Is this in the uh, Mission Impossible Fallout universe? (laughs) That's right. Quite possibly. Oh, he's moved out, though. Cage is on his own, not living with his wife anymore. Well, I mean, how are you going to stick around? Yeah, no. He's gone. He gone. He's looking pretty defeated. Do you have any New Year's resolutions? No, I don't. Good conversation. Good, <laughs> Sorry, good chat, good I didn't chat. mean to, uh, you kind of caught me off guard with that question, but I didn't really think about it. I mean, do you have, like, when you start a new year, again, spoilers, we're recording this in 2018, it's coming out at the end of January 2019, but, like, do you like do you ever go into a year, like, even, like, not necessarily, like, resolutions to, like, exercise more or lose weight or whatever, but, like, like you said earlier, like, I want to watch all the Godzilla movies this year, uh-huh. but, like, are there certain things, like, you're like, okay, this year I'm going to watch okay. these shows or these movies, mm. or, like, I'm going to watch, I'm going to try to watch more of this or, like, less of this or whatever, like, well, definitely... like, I have a bunch of resolutions, but they're not, like, like, I like to lose weight, but, like, other than that, like, it's it's all... I'm not going to try to watch a movie a day. That's a resolution. I, I think I'm off of that. Um, uh, but you've been off of that, right? No, no, just a new movie. I've watched a movie, but it hasn't been something I haven't seen before. You know what I mean? So, like, yesterday I watched Iron Man 2. I yep. had seen it, but still. Um, there's a sh- there's some shows I want to... What are some of the shows? Man, I'm really unprepared to answer this question. I have no idea. I mean, there's definitely some shows I want to watch that I haven't gotten to yet. Just trying to want to watch good movies, basically. You know? Yeah. Oh, he stopped running. On your left. 
I am... I, I mean, every year I sort of am like, these are the movies I'm going to watch, but next year what I've sort of decided upon is that I'm going to go back through time, like just like this year, when I was my, my fancy baseball draft prep, which I guess worked because I won my league. Okay, um, Well, thank you. I was watching all these like comedies I'd never seen before, so I watched like 20 comedies, but like, then I had a bunch of action recommendations, then you gave me recommendations. So, like I have a list mm-hmm. of 145... Wow. Movies. I'm not gonna get to them all next year, um, but just for a list, like that's quite a. But here, so if you want to scroll through this, these are the movies that, like, basically it's it's a combination of like recommendations and things that people would sort of be like surprised or embarrassed that I like not embarrassed like I hope thrashing is on there. What thrashing? No, okay. it's not. It's but there's a lot on here by you. But they're in chronological order, and then there's some of the end like. So what I did last night is I filled out, like, I took the rest of the AFI Top 100, or the 100 Years, 100 Movies, or whatever, right. and I put those on there. But then there's, like, six or seven <laughs> movies that were, like, like uh, Intolerance from 1916, oh, which is, right. like, three hours and 20 minutes long. Right. And fuck that. And black and white. Yeah. Um, so I, I skipped a lot of those. But here's, here's, my movie, here's my list as it stands right now. Some are marked in parentheses with Rewatch. Which mm-hmm. is uh, just a movie that I've seen before, obviously. Some have parentheses like who somebody. So you'll, you'll see like in parentheses Mike on there, movies that you recommended. But there, I'm gonna. See. I think I'm gonna go through. Oh yeah. In chronological order, be a, be since this is a Yankee a, Doodle a, Dandy. I love that movie. Audio media. Yeah. Shout out some com- comments or whatever. So right. uh, unless this is a rewatch, I've never seen any of these. So this is gonna sort of like fill out a lot of my uh, filmography. I'm going down the list here. I'm gonna shout out the ones I haven't seen yet. Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, I have to see that still. Ben-Hur, I gotta see that. Wow. Lawrence of Arabia, I've never seen that. Sound of Music, either. Wow. Oh, you, Midnight Cowboy's crazy. The Wild Bunch, I haven't seen that. MASH is great. Um, oh, Nashville, that's crazy. Yeah, the original Bad News Bears, you gotta get on that. That was a, that was a you recommendation, never right? seen Animal House. Wow. No. Some but of like, these are. Some but like, of these does that surprise okay. you? I have not seen Animal kind, House. I mean, kind of, just because it's very much like a um, a cornerstone of like comedy stuff. Like a lot has been. But you know what I watched this year for the first time. You know what I mean? I know, like, I know, I know. But I mean, you know, First Blood is understandable. Uh, Supergirl is understandable. You know, like <laughs> Commando. There's Rambo. certain movies on there like Supergirl. Like I had uh, Sherlock Holmes two, Game of Shadows, or whatever. I just, I'm like, I'm like, this no, does not belong yeah. on this list. No, but like Three Amigos, yeah, I just thought you'd have seen that by now. Overboard, oh my goodness. But like the Rambo movies, you know, like, there's no rush. Um, those aren't like, maybe the first one, but, wow. I forget though, because you never know, like movies that you've grown up with that are yeah. popular to you yeah. could be someone's like never heard of it. You right. know, like Defending Your Life or My Blue Heaven. Like I don't expect many people to like have that on their best of lists or have seen lists even. Wayne's World's a little surprising. Just because of how big Wayne's World is, just of how big right, Mark and that's is. that's one of those ones where people are like, I, I can't say that I haven't seen Wayne's World because it's like, well, what, what what's wrong? Like, well, go watch it right now. Like, I can't, I can't. <laughs> like, you don't understand how I watch movies. Like, I have like a system because if I just like just like pick a, ran- a movie randomly every day, like I wouldn't Uh-oh. get anything done. I feel like a lot of these are are totally understandable, but the, yeah, Sexy Beast is amazing. That that's one that's of my Jonathan favorite Glazer, movies right? for a long time. Yeah. Um, Starship Troopers, okay, you know. But like when yeah when you start like here's where I'm like all right this is totally makes sense like you haven't seen Broken Arrow Wedding Singer Cruel Intentions Bring It On Black Hawk Down like 
this makes sense. My Count of Monte Cristo, American right. Splendor, like okay, these these make sense. Yeah. The further down we go, makes sense. Broken Flowers. Oh, you got a Jarmusch movie there. <laughs> All the red, keep coming by Rambo every couple of things. <laughs> There's always another Rambo coming out of there. This is a pretty good list though. I think it's gonna be like it's because it's mostly I think sort of vetted good movies, right? Yeah, and it's like that's the thing. Yeah, you've got real solid picks. You won't really have any bad watch there, which is good because that's that, really. I mean, that's, really, when you watch as many movies, trick. I mean, whatever you do, like the more you do, like the 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 more important is just to avoid the stuff that's going to really break the combo, break the streak, and Basically. that's the goal. feels like she they got like a uh, she's a good actor but it feels like they just pulled the lady who does this as a living to right like come talk to him and explain to him what the deal is man cage is defeated we still got what like 40 we're halfway there in this one like we have another 50 minutes no there's no we, way we've watched 50. 40 we have another 50 there's no way cage shaves wow he really does shave a lot or does he shave? Well, he's not. Pro- <laughs> I would count this as Kate shaves. Yeah. Uh, you know the, the the person who brought this up to us was Lindsay Gibb. Go check out her Amazing. book, National Treasure: Nicholas Cage. Um, she mentioned to us like that was one of the ones that was like that was like the, maybe the biggest thing that he does a lot that we didn't catch. Yeah. At least that we know about, right? Like we caught. We're like we knew he shaved a little bit. Yeah. Because when she said, it, "We're like, oh shit, yeah, like of course he does. Like he shaves in all these different movies." Yeah, when but it, when she brought it to our attention, it was like a revelation. <laughs> we haven't really talked to her about Cage in a while. She was on two episodes of Cage Club in 2018. She was on, I want to say, she was on Teen Titans Go. What was it? We just talked about it. Between uh, uh, Humanity Bureau. Humanity Bureau. <laughs> but whenever she's like, oh, I just haven't seen that movie yet. I was just like, but you have to. Like, you're like us. You're one of us. Like, you haven't yeah, seen it. Yeah, like, I guess even, the thing is, like, I, I thought that she would jump on the new releases just as hard, but she's a little more casual than that. And even, you know, Megan, like, Megan Mitchell of I know, that was just yeah. like, I haven't seen Mandy yet. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Although, I, I could She see, was like, doing her you know, studying and stuff. She maybe. was studying, but also, like, if you know that you're planning K-Drama and you're able to get Mandy, yeah. and, like, you've gone maybe a couple weeks or a month or two or whatever and you haven't seen it yet, like... Well, what's the harm in waiting another month than seeing with a packed crowd of Cage right. fans? You yeah, know what I mean? So, screen. at an event that you're throwing, like that's cool. It's gonna blow our mind. <laughs> I wish we could talk to them the day after the, the last day of Caged. Be like, so, like, can you form like a coherent sentence at all after those last three days? Like, <laughs> I wonder if they are going to use our episode because like last year we recorded that thing I also don't know why they would play it because like, I don't think that, like, that's not a good thing that people want to listen to in between movies but they, I think they, they were, like, we did like that 20 minute like little like re- reflection on the year of Cage and they yeah. played it I think I and mean so... they'd be more than welcome to do whatever like that's the thing we know that they're Doing it for the right reasons, right? Like, I mean, they posted on Instagram and Twitter, and prob- I think Facebook too, like that, because they've been doing this entire month of December, leading up to Cagerama, yeah, like their March Madness of Cage, right? Yep. I'm trying to figure out his best character, and they're down to the final four as we're recording this. Raising Arizona is right now going up against Leaving Las Vegas. No, so I voted for Raising Arizona. Me too. But. 
they posted yesterday on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, like, as, like, there's, like, Star mm-hmm. Wars posting it's a little bit late today, but we were recording the Cage Club pod, guys. And so I was just like, oh, like, so, like, they, they, I also feel like, I don't know, like, I also don't know, mm-hmm. like, in the world of Cage, I feel like we're probably popular. I don't know. Like, that's the thing. Like, the more we're doing it, the more we're finding these other pockets of the universe, you know, and that we're a part of. You know who I haven't heard from in a while? It's Nick Cagepedia over in Spain. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's true. His Twitter presence has been down a little bit. Possibly very busy doing whatever he's doing. Yeah. But I, I just feel like in terms of, like, the number of people on the planet who have seen every Nicolas Cage movie, it's not that many. It can't be that many. Or seen, say, say 95%. So, like, we include, like, people like Lindsay... Like I don't know if Greg McClendon has seen everybody, like, but Greg and you know Megan and Sean and mm-hmm. Nick Cagepedia and you know John, like John over in in England. Because I I don't know. Like I wonder. So like Danielle loves Keanu. John loves Cage. I wonder if they force each other to see to sit through <laughs> all the other ones. Because there's that'd be fun. Because there's a lot of stinkers in both. I mean, not 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 as many. Like the newer Cage is sort of hit or miss, and the older Keanu was, well, actually, a lot of Keanu was kind of Actually, the thing is that, like, yeah, I think we've established, like, Cage is rarely ever the problem with this movie, whereas, unfortunately, once or twice, it might be Keanu that's not working. I'm sorry. Right. I love him, but... But at the same time, like, in terms of, like, movies that you would, like, show to someone, like, up until, like, 2009, we talked about this a lot, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cage has, like, maybe two or three movies that were just like, meh, you know, like, Amos and Andrew, mm-hmm. we weren't crazy about guarding Tess. No. Uh, Time to Kill, there's a couple, there's a, couple, there's a handful, right? But for the most part, we're just like, oh, like there's like these are movies that unless like you just are st- uh, like sitting out, like sending out to hate them, you're not going to want to do, or you're you're, you're not going to mind watching, right? Yeah, like yeah. unless you want to hate something, you're going to probably enjoy them. Since 2009, maybe 50 50 or whatever in terms of like, yeah. like Cage isn't badness, but like I would never say, hey, watch no, that. No, 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 right? I'm not going to watch this again. I'm no. not you. <laughs> Well, I just wanted to do it to get I, it over I know, with, I just, but, I, like, I'm, I'm not... I'm keep busting on you until this is over. Then I'm not going to ever probably watch this movie ever again in my entire lifetime. Until we do Cage Club, the remix, or whatever. Or, where we yeah, until we do again. round three, or whatever we're going to call it, you know, uh, if that happens, when that happens. But, like, with Keanu, like, I feel like, well, even now it's not, because, like, Siberia was a turd. And, oh, Siberia, unfortunately. And, oh, I saw a fucking commercial for Replicas. I saw one okay. on TV. Okay. Coming out in January. Is that VOD or is that theaters? Or both? I think it's going to theaters because it was, it was a commercial on television. It's true. It said not yet rated. Oh, I they compromised. Oh, look at that. Cage. I forgot that. What else we got coming up from the pipe for Keanu? Do we know? No. Oh, wait. No. John Wick 3? Bill and Ted 3. And Bill and Ted 3. But as far as what's been filmed, I think just for next year is John Wick 3. So we got to the... Bo- so from 2017, To the Bone, John Wick 2, uh, Happening in Monumental Proportions, which was that movie that I think Judy Greer directed, yes, that he's like in one line of or whatever. Oh, okay. Um, Swedish Dicks. So we had somebody else reach out to us on Twitter mm-hmm. who loves Keanu, and she was like, I can't believe you guys haven't done that yet. And I was like, well, it's not really my speed. Like, I was watching... But I think he, he think he's in it more after I bailed. But then this year, uh, Siberia, Destination Wedding, and Replicas, and then upcoming... Oh, right. So 2019, John Wick 3 and Toy Story 4. Oh, right. Then in development, 
We have Rain, which is that TV series that maybe is a movie now where he plays John Rain. Tobin signed up to do that. He's also got, which will never happen, but please let it happen, The Modern Ocean, which is the new Shane Carruth movie. Oh, man. Tom Holland, Daniel Radcliffe, Keanu, Anne Hathaway, Jeff Goldblum, Aza Butterfield. God damn. Give me that movie. Make it happen. And then in production, Always Be My Maybe, which is... We don't know where he plays in that. We talked about that a little bit. The Starling, which has been on his IMDb like since we were doing Keanu Club. And then there's the one, the uh, rally car. Rally car. I knew that was a coming. rally car race in China. That's also been on his. It's supposed to come out like two years IMDb. ago. And then also Bill and Ted face the music. Ted Theodore Logan, where it's the only cast is him, Alex Winter, and William Sadler as Death. I guess right. Yeah, he's coming back as Death. I think they're trying to film that next year. Not sure. I think that's the plan. Man. And then for Charlize, we've got um, Adam's family. Adam's family, that uh, Fox News documentary, Fair and Balanced. Oh yeah, because that got you. You said that got canceled. I think it's it got canceled. It's, I think it's, it's back. back on. Yeah, it's back. Charlize, what else you got coming up? Uh, oh, I got. We got to watch, or I got to watch the Dior Jador, that oh, commercial. Yeah. That like the two minute commercial, the new Absolute. Okay, she was posting about that a lot. Um, Flarsky, which you still can't believe is a movie title, <laughs> with Andy Serkis, Alexander Skarsgård, Seth Rogen, June Dine, Raphael, Randall Park, O'Shea Jackson Jr., holy shit, Ravi Patel. Um, that's coming in June. And then we got, of course, in production, Atomic Blonde 2. Oh, nice. Good. I wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. And then while I'm doing this roundup, let's see what, what we got uh, from Mr. Shia LaBeouf. Honey Boy, where he's playing his dad. Remember that? Oh my god, that's right. Is that happening? Yep, it's coming out next year. The Peanut Butter Falcon. Okay. Which is him and Dakota Johnson and John Bernthal and Bruce Dern what? and Thomas Hayden Church and is John Hawks. Did it happen? The Peanut Butter Falcon is an adventure story set in the world of a modern Mark Twain that begins when Zach, 22, a young man with Down syndrome, runs away from a nursing home where he lives to chase his dream of becoming a professional wrestler and attending the wrestling school of the Saltwater Redneck. Okay. Through circumstances beyond a control, Tyler, 32, which I'm assuming is Shia, a small-time outlaw on the run, becomes Zach's unlikely coach and ally. Together they wind through deltas, elude capture, drink whiskey, find God, catch fish, and convince Eleanor, 28, assuming that's Dakota Johnson, a kind nursing home employee with a story of her own to join them on their journey. Mm. Tyler. Tyler is that... So wait, who? So who's Zach? Who plays Zach? This guy, Zach Gotzigan. Oh, I'm guessing he's probably someone who is an actor with Down Syndrome, I'm Okay, assuming. that's good, at least. At least, they, you know, they didn't hire... And the Shia's also in a movie way. called The Tax Collector. If you oh, right. remember True Calling, Shia once played yes. Impaired. And that was uh, The Tax Collector, written and directed by David Ayer, repairing oh. him with... Also with uh, George Fury. Lopez. Right, David Ayer's... Mm-hmm. My boy... And what do we got for Mr. Steven Soderbergh? Is that the... supposed to be Cage's dad? That's pretty cool. If that's what we're getting out of this. Upcoming Soderbergh. High Flying Bird. That's the algae one, right? Or is that not the algae one? Yeah. Andre Holland, Zazie Beats, Zachary Quinto, Kyle McLaughlin, Coop himself. About the basketball agent. The Laundromat. Journalists starring Meryl Streep, Melissa Rauch, Gary Oldman, Alex Pettifer, David Schwimmer. More Mosaic? No way, really? No, maybe not. This movie is really hurting me, man. It's killing me. Oof. Well, that's why I'm just on IMDb. I'm having trouble sitting through this one. Planet Kill. 
That written good. by Steve, uh, Scott C. Burns, who I think wrote... Who, what's Scott C. Burns? Oh, he wrote Side Effects, Contagion, Informant. Yes, that's his longtime collaborator. Cool. Boy, oh boy, listener, I don't, I don't blame you if you've either turned this off or fallen asleep, but <laughs> I'm, I'm about to do the same. <laughs> oh man. Well, just think, Mike. We won't have to ever watch it again. Exactly. Until going. we watch all occasions movies again. <laughs> so that's what. So when we were recording the Between Worlds episode, and Sean and Megan were like, "I've seen this movie five times each." I was like, "What the fuck?" Well, a, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> B. I'm like, maybe we should do that. Like, where it's just... Oh, boy. Like, not watch every Cage movie five times, but I feel like there's a lot of them, like, especially now, where, like, it should be, like, an event, but I'm also like, this movie kind of sucks. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't want to, like... I don't know, but I feel like I should watch the, the uh, new Cage movies more than yeah. once before we record. I don't I know. I mean, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I'm always, I'm always really game when a new one comes out. I get really giddy, and it's exciting and everything. But I... I Sometimes I really have to like muster the strength to to rewatch some of these old ones. So. You've never seen. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm assuming the answer is yes, but you've never seen or no, but you never saw this movie before we did this. No, no, you never yeah. heard of this, right? Nope, nope, nope. And I'm still pretty sure, like, lots of people don't know this movie even exists. Lots of people. I think this movie is only noteworthy in my mind because it was the next, that was the penultimate mm-hmm. movie that we did. Like, Pay the Ghost is not noteworthy other than that was, a, that was the last one oh, that we covered. You know what I mean? Like, I was so, like, upset on that episode. I remember yeah. being, like, so bummed out, being like, this is how we're going out? This? <laughs> and I remember, I mean, that was an episode with Chris Mattiello, mm-hmm. and, like, Chris is the eternal downer. And I know. so, like, when you're on there as, a, like, you know, upset, I'm like, I can't deal with both of you. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Come on, guys. You're like, but Mike, at least, like, you didn't get Cowboy Cage, but he dressed up like one for Halloween. I was like, you know what? I don't even care at this point. I was like, it didn't matter. No. <laughs> but rewatching it, it was a much better, that was a better, that was a good revisited, I feel like, when we watched Pay the Ghost, because we were get, we were a little more into it. Time, time had passed. Distance was there. Oh, you see what I got? I don't know if you can see over there, but for uh, my birthday... I uh, see the stack. What's that? Two eleven. You have two copies now. No, no, no. I didn't have. I, I never owned it. Oh, so okay. But I got what a couple. Got? Uh, the uh, Fast and Furious. But this is my little stack for my birthday. Who gave you two eleven? Oh, I asked. I mean, I, I gave my like. What I do for my birthday and Christmas? I just give my parents a list of like forty mm-hmm. movies. I'm just like, Any of here's these? links to Amazon. Just like, just surprise me because like, yeah. there's always movies like I want to buy that I just haven't bought. And so they gave me like a bunch, but like of particular note. Two eleven, the worst cage movie, but also one of your your maybe oh, second uns- favorite movie. Oh, sorry to bother you. My second favorite movie of the year, Behind Thunder Road. Behind Thunder Road. But like, I'm gonna rewatch. Oh, you got Unsane. These nice. two, yep, yep. Four, four, Unsane in four K. So that's something. Oh. Um, I. Uh, yeah. Oh, I decided this year. Again, this is just me making conversation because this movie. Uh, Nope. 30 minutes left. Um, no, 35. Um, <laughs> is... So a lot of the movies that I watched, like, I didn't go to Fantastic Fest this year, right? right? But, like, I went last year, and so there were a handful of movies I saw last year that I saw again this year. So, like, okay. Revenge, Body, Thoroughbreds, 
Anna. Mom and Dad. What? Anna. Right? Anna and yeah, the Apocalypse. I think it might have been just those five. And I was like, I don't know, because I included them on last year's list, but like I kind of want to, like, because a lot of people there have them on like this year's list, and so I, what I just did is I added them to this year's list, too, my, oh. my favorite movies, if I, watched, if I watched them again. Okay. So, like, you know, I have Revenge, I think, in my top ten again. What is going on here? They become a couple? Oh. Yeah. And we're listening to, like, Credence? Yeah, man. Oh, I almost almost got the beach, but not quite. Oh, that looks good. It's gumbo, maybe? It might be. Cool. This cage loves this stuff, though, and like for real, like as a real. As oh a yeah, real yeah, person, yeah, yeah. Like this is thing. Uh huh. Like I could just imagine this is Cage, like his real life. You know what I mean? Like it's hanging out in New Orleans, having barbecue by the water. Oh, this is funny. (laughs) Just like you know, we haven't really dealt with uh, what's been going on in the the story so far. So let's just have this character (laughs) keep us up to speed. I know. Remember so, all that stuff about the oil spill and cheating on your wife and all that stuff from like the first like thirty minutes? Like, yeah, that stuff. So right now I have on my list for twenty eighteen, but movies for also for twenty seventeen. I have Revenge at number five, which is the I highest. I have to watch that. Yeah, Thoroughbreds at fifteen, Bodied at sixteen. There's another one that I just saw up here. I think really high. Maybe not. Oh, Mom and Dad at twenty nine. Okay. And then Anna at 44. All right. Man, that looks good. But, like, you know. Because I think that's fair. Because, mm-hmm. it, it, you know, if I like a movie enough to, like, rave about it and I watch it again, I'm just going to put it on my list again. It's my list, my <laughs> rules. No one can tell me what to yep. do. It's my list. Are you Bon Jovi? Yep. Oh, they compromising more? Dang, again. Jeez Louise. I just don't remember any of this. Oh, and she's... And we actually see boobs? Sarah Paulson, why are you getting naked for this movie? Really? Like, I know she's been, you know, nude and stuff before, but, like, this movie... (laughs) Maybe just her her dedication, her commitment to her craft. It's odd. A new scandal, so that it takes the attention off of his scandal. (laughs) That's the cycle gone. Oh, Senator Owens detained by federal agents. Uh Uh-oh. Raided his house. This means Cage might have another shot, right? I guess that there's like a special election or something. I don't know. Sorry, I just hit the microphone with my coffee cup. I see it. <laughs> I will fix that. Listener, you don't even know what happened because I'm going to already have him muted, so you're welcome. Yes, who was that? <laughs> 
a lot of this actually, you know, we were talking before the last movie. Or, wait, was it? <laughs> no, we were talking about in the Raising Arizona mm-hmm. about Nathan Arizona reminding you of Kyle Chandler from Friday Night Lights. A lot of this feels like and sounds like the score sounds like the TV show Friday Night Lights. Like it's, yeah, like, it's the sort yeah. of like the documentary kind of style and like whatever. The you know, tonal, like it's just like this like music stuff. small town sort of you know local politicians or like you know local figure who's important to them but not necessarily in the grand scheme of things or whatever and it's weird to see because I've only seen this guy from Mad Men so I don't I I, I associate him with that role so much because he pulls it off so well that I have trouble when he shows up like now when he's showing up and stuff yeah because I'm like you don't you're not you're from the 60s. You should be somewhere else, not in this movie. Remember that running bit on Comedy Bang Bang that he hasn't, that Scott Ackerman hasn't talked about in a while, but like, you think people in the 60s, or people in their 60s were born in the 60s? Remember that whole thing? <laughs> no, not, not, not very clearly. I don't, I don't remember great, what the origin of it was, but it's just like, you know, People in the seventies are in their seventies. Like it's not that's, that's not the case. I'm excited though because starting Monday, Monday, Thursday, Monday, Thursday will be the uh, top episode count oh, of the year, nice. where it's him and Paula Tompkins in a room for ten hours, <laughs> slowly losing their minds, uh, remembering or bringing up about how they're going to yell that online about Mr. Microphone. Oh I think my it's a god! Thing. Hey, good looking. We'll be back to pick you up later. But you listen to those episodes, right? Where they like, yeah. like where they are like, no, we know it's not The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Stop telling us it's The Simpsons. And people like every year are just like, I think you guys are remembering this, but not like not doing it to be annoying. Just being right. like, oh no, I think like because I remember that actual the first time that episode came up in an episode because uh, in the Simpsons episode or Comedy Bang Bang in Comedy Bang Bang when when that came, when the when the uh, convoy whatever the microphone the, the whole yeah. debate I remember that coming up because they started getting into an argument on air yeah. over it and everything because I think it was in one of those year end wrap ups like, I, think, I think that's the running through line oh, of all okay. these wrap ups because Paul F. Tompkins was like I understand that they're that it was on The Simpsons. <laughs> and I understand that they probably saw it on a commercial too and that's where they get the reference that is the reference we are talking about people <laughs> oh man yeah I like, uh, I mean, I was just listening to part of the uh, Christmas special on the way down here. Oh, I haven't listened to the to other that half yet. on the yeah. way up, but um, they have Santa Claus on. As and Paul, appa- yeah, and, and right? apparently Santa Claus is a longtime listener because he knows a lot of the deep cuts. Like, uh, <laughs> well, that's, that's, my, that's my oh, favorite they go, thing. They go, Santa, it's been a while since you've been on. And he goes, hur, 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 it's been a while. <laughs> that's my favorite thing where, like, Scott will ask PFT a question in character. And it'll be about a different PFT character. So like, no, I th- but I think I know what you're talking about, though. <laughs> uh, but yeah. I was waiting for Santa, because Santa introduces the new Mrs. Claus, and I was waiting for him to go, this is my wife. <laughs> uh, is Howell on? Howell's got to be on, right? I'm not saying, I'm not right. spoiling Did nothing. you see, did you, do you follow Lauren Lapkus on Twitter? Do I follow who on Twitter? Lauren Lapkus on Twitter. No. Because she posts, somebody drew, like, you know, like those old, like, children's, like, the golden books, or, like, the golden spy, and, like, yeah. the kids' books? Someone did a Ho-Oh the Naughty Elf. <laughs> Hold on. It's incredible. The last time she was on as Ho-Ho, Paul F. Tompkins was also the very small person that lived in the wall, and they were, like, comparing oh, yeah. living spaces or something. Um... 
because there's also uh, Jess McKenna, who's the host of one of the hosts of Off Book, who I love. Like she always does like, that musical improv. Like she plays. Um, uh, it's your boy Troy, who's oh, yeah, running for yeah, yeah. class president. But she also plays the kid on the Pow Pow Power Wheels. Yep, yep. But yep. she also plays another small person, uh, Dagmar the Small, Dagmar the Small, who is <laughs> who doesn't have bones and just like sails in the air and stuff. <laughs> Let's see here. Oh, here we go. Do you think that this Chinese food was also their dinner? Oh, that's adorable. But, like, look at the wreath. It's all, like, knives and guns and, like, drugs and stuff. <laughs> a bird with, like, an arrow through it, a broken bottle, a ninja star. That's awesome. Oh, it gives place all the naughty boys and girls. Like, sometimes when I think about how many, like, podcasts I have to listen to and, like, you know, movies I want to watch and TV shows I want to watch, <laughs> like, I get overwhelmed and I'm just, like, I can't keep up with all of it. But then I realize that, like, for the most part, it's all stuff that I love. And yeah, so, like, it's so... not really work. It's just, like, things that I get to save up and enjoy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I have... Like, they just released... They just did... It should like, be leisure. Leisurely. Exactly. On my birthday in L.A., they did a... The PCAST Blast, which they did last year. They did it again this year, where they just have, like, five or six podcasts in a row. Mm-hmm. And they did another Andy Daily podcast pilot project. They did a Comedy Bang Bang. And, like, normally I'd be like, fuck, like, that's the more I want to listen... Like, more I have to listen to or whatever. Right. But it's like, no, it's more I get to listen to. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, I used to be really good about keeping up a podcast, and then we started releasing, like, 35 a month, and now I listen to all those, and I'm like... I know. Even if I'm not listening at one time, like, even if I'm listening at a faster speed, I'm still spending, like, 20 hours or 25 or 30 hours or whatever, or, for Kyle's podcast, like, 70 hours. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, you know, just, like, so much time, Yeah. and I genuinely enjoy it all, but it's just, like, it's physically the time it takes to listen to this stuff. It's just, like... I'm constantly trying to find things I can do while I'm listening to podcasts. So, driving, playing video games... That's the thing. So, like... Reading, even. (laughs) So, I love games that I don't need to listen to, because I can play podcasts. So, like, racing games are great. Yeah. I'm sure, like, in Spider-Man, you were talking about Spider-Man Yeah, Spider-Man, just flinging around the city, put on the subtitles. Yeah, if you, like, finish the story, you're just, like, like, you know, collecting, like, like going for completion or whatever, and you're just, like, swinging around, um, like, just games like that where, like, you can, like, if you need to, like, pause something and, like, listen to it or whatever, but, like, like, Red Dead 2, I was playing a little bit, but I'm like, I watch so many movies, I don't need to play a movie. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a little worried about that if I get it. And it's just, because it's, it's really good, but it's also, like, I have to, like, I have to actively... follow it. Yes. to watch the game because it's, it's basically like there's there's there are there are games that are called like walking simulators where it's like yes you're you're, you're simulating real life in one way or another and like this is kind of that in a way i mean i'm not even good at regular life i don't need to go start <laughs> simulating a life somewhere in a computer <laughs> or maybe that's where you really shine I don't know. I mean, like, I think of virtual worlds I've run around in and stuff, and it's like, Grand Theft Auto, I never got on track and actually played the real game. I just ran around it, like, a sandbox. Like, the Zelda Zelda is the closest I got with um, the new one, you know, where I was like, okay, this isn't just, like, an open-world sandbox thing. I actually want to find stuff and play things in this world. Yeah. But... I don't know. I don't. I'm not really. Those sandbox games aren't. They've sort of lost a lot of their appeal for me because I just. I need a little more direction. Well, I guess. There's, there's that thing, but there's also like I am intimidated by the idea that I have to spend a hundred or two hundred hours on a game. Mm-hmm. Like, if there's a game, like there's a game that just came out this past year called Hollow Knight, which is fifteen dollars 
I got it for on sale half off. Okay. And I spent like 65 hours playing it. Wow. And it is incredible. But it's like, you can probably beat it if you want in about 15 or 20. Yeah. Whatever. But like, it was a game that was like, it's a Metroidvania. So like, you know, it's the okay, kind of you gotta game keep where, going like, back and... But you don't have to if you don't want. You know what I mean? Like, but you you go around. Like, there's like things that you're like, okay, I can't get to that ledge, yeah, which unlocks a whole other part of the map. But I know that if I get like wall jump or double jump or whatever, like I can go back there. And I love games like that. I I mean, Metroidvania I just love in general. But I love games that like you're able to spend as much time as you want in there and like sort of unlock more and like you know go on crazy boss fights and stuff. But like. A game like Red Dead that, like, you can't beat in quicker than 40 or 60 hours, like... Right. I'd rather watch 20 or 30 movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's part of it. It's part of the problem there. Or I'd rather watch, like, The Wire. But that's the thing. They're trying to compete with movies on The Wire, so that's why we're getting stuff like Red Dead, you know? Like, that's the category. Right, now. and I don't... I don't much so, Like, what I also realized recently is that, like... And I, this should not be groundbreaking news for anybody, but, like... I don't have to play Red Dead. Like, I can appreciate that, like, it's mm-hmm. a fantastic game, but I can also be like, oh, no, like, when I want to play a video game, like, I want to just, like, race a car around or, like, you know, right. yeah, kill, like, shoot, shoot, up, shoot a guy. Like, yeah, shoot exactly. Stuff, right, shoot some aliens. Like, kind of mindless, like, like well-made mindless yeah. stuff, but the stuff that, like, I can sort of, like, mentally check out on. Yeah. Because, like, if I go from, like, watching a movie and, like, paying attention to the movie and then, like, play Red Dead for a couple hours, like, like you, you, I don't think your like, the brain doesn't get, like, a chance to, like, mm. decompress, see. you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's re- – I think that's the reason I fell off of the first Red Dead because halfway through I was like, uh, I'm just going to go off and explore and do bounty hunter missions till I get tired of the rest of this fucking game and then yeah. I never finished it. It's – like I love that games like that exist because I know like there are like I I'm, I'm, I don't talk to them anymore because they disgust me. No, that's not kidding. And that, that like when I worked at Best Buy, like I had a lot of friends who like really didn't watch movies or TV, like they just played games, right? Mm-hmm. And like for people like them, they don't like Red Dead is like this whole thing, which is like this is my like this is my yeah. movie, this is my show. You know what I mean? Like this is like yeah. this narrative, and like yeah, for that, like different. it's great. But yeah. it just you know if you like my primary the the thing that I spend the most free time on. Is like movies and TV shows, and like for me to then experience that or like be forced to deal with like a game like that or whatever, like it's just. All right, I got a cage question for you: Worst movie, this or Two Eleven? <laughs> I've stumped them, folks. I think Two Eleven. I think that if we were, I think if we were, if we were paying attention to this, it would be a little bit better. Okay. This isn't so sure. good. No, I know. I'm just not so sure. This is competently made. It's just boring. Yeah. Two Eleven is a dumpster fire. Okay, I buy that. <laughs> like you show somebody this movie, you're like, "All right, that was boring, but like, it's whatever." You show somebody Two Eleven, they're like, "Oh yeah, I told you, Cage was her last year." Two Eleven's obnoxious, yeah, and it's annoying and boring. And... You remember the end scene in Two Eleven where they have like four different like green screens? And they're like, <laughs> oh, yeah, all the yeah, characters yeah. are in different places. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> And Cage just kind of turns him and be like, I'll be right there. <laughs> yeah, this is not that. Okay, okay. Just had to know. I want to remind you, like, one of the first things I said about this movie is, like, it looks like, like this looks nice. Like, mm-hmm. this is well shot. It's just, 
I really, this really needs to be over soon, though. I cannot. <laughs> I am limping. 20 minutes, 20 minutes maybe. I'm, limp, I'm limping across those 20 minutes. However, I do think by the nature of Cage Club Revisited, of yeah. us not fully paying attention because we're talking and right. not listening. Yes. And it's hard to read because if, mm-hmm. if you read, you can't really talk. Yes. Slower movies, good and bad, yes. are always going to suffer. Yes. Totally. Like the Family Man felt longer when we loved that the first time around because it's not like there's not crazy stuff happening on screen and it, we still liked it a lot when we watched it during revisited but it was harder no, to but I, I, I liked of... it i liked it considerably less just because yeah it was harder to appreciate the subtleties of the finer things i'm not comparing this movie to the family man but you are and that's okay <laughs> although connie nielsen does look like Taylor leone a little bit a little bit a little bit Cause, yeah, remember, yeah, because remember we tried to do a thing, or at least I did, was trying to call out how many times, uh, how much, many more blonde girls that he hangs with than brunettes, but it ended up turning out to be kind of even, I think, when we went down, believe it or not. I think he ended up figuring that out. I think that was one of those things where I was just like, I appreciate what we're doing, but I have no interest in this, and I'm going to let you have your own experiments, and I'm glad that, you know, like we talked about on the Fate of the Furious episode of Too Fast, Too Forever, Lap 2, uh, well, we talked to Kim Basin of Bloomberg, and he was talking about the stats of the Furies and how they like spent like time like going like through like at movies at like quarter speed to like track like Crazy. the time spent or whatever you know what I mean like stuff like that. And it's the kind of thing that like I love that it exists, mm-hmm. and I have no interest in doing it myself. Yes, I don't want to be the one creating the stats, but I will soak them up. Although Joe and I did offer to. To it to keep it updated because they put that out right before Fate came out, so it's only the first seven movies. Oh, okay. And so we're like, "Do you have any? Has there been any chatter about going back?" He's just like, "No." <laughs> They've done other ones. Like I think they, I think he said they did Bond. They did Star Wars. Oh, wow, Bond. That's a lot of movies. Because the thing with like Bond and Star Wars and Fast and Furious is that like they have a number of movies and a number of different kinds of movies, different experiences and different stories. Yeah. But at their core, they're all very similar. Like, the Bond movies all follow a formula. The Star Wars movies kind of all follow a formula. The Fast and Furious movies all kind of follow a formula. Because I'm saying, like, you could maybe do it with, like, with Marvel, like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but, like, Mm. those movies are so varied. Like, but also they follow a formula. Like, the origin stories, like, most of them are are a lot. There's a lot of sort of, like, cut and paste. That's the way you could do it. You could do first movies. So you could do, like, Iron Man 1, Thor 1, Cap 1, Ant-Man, Hulk... Upcoming Black um, Widow, you know what I mean? Like if they're if they're Doctor Strange, yeah. If they're the introduction of the character, and you could have like uh, time where character is confused and angry at the same time, or like, like, or like time before they actually become a superhero. Yep. Uh, yeah, there's ways to get her to do. Because like what I love about where we are, you know, am I a little tired of superhero movies? A little, but not really. I'm still enjoying them. But what I love is that we've gotten to a point where. Movie studios and screenwriters know they need to get creative in terms of how they tell origin stories. Yeah. So, like in Spider Man Into the Spider Verse, shout out Cage Club, a future Cage Club episode, which will probably be the next Cage Club episode we do, right? Because that'll probably be on Blu ray in like February, oh, I, I guess. So. That'd be great. Um, that's the kind of movie where, like, in the last 16 years, we've had three new Spider Man. Right. And we get who's. Like, I think even, like, I'm guessing. I'm guessing my mom could probably tell you most of the details of Spider-Man. That might not be true. Who do you think she knows more about, Batman or Spider-Man? Batman. Well, my dad loves DC. Okay. So she knows she knows probably the most about Superman than Batman. Then, 
Then it's all up in the air. Then it's, it's, it's kind of like, yeah, maybe Iron Man because he's in the I don't even, I don't even so know. Much. But, like, I think that there's a lot of people who could say Peter Parker, no, the name Peter Parker, mm-hmm. know he was bitten by a spider, mm-hmm. might know the name Aunt May okay. in, in New York. And, like, that's sort of, like, we get it. You know what I mean? Like, we don't need to see that all happen again. Right. Great so power, I love great when responsibility. exactly. I love that when in Spider Verse, it's a new sort of franchise or whatever, and so it's a it's an origin story for a new Spider Man. But like when we get to Peter Parker, when we have Jake Johnson, like, all right, here's who I am. But they do it in like a minute and a half. It's yes, like, cool. yeah. And like it plays on the fact that we all know this stuff. Yeah, and same with the um, Chris Pine Spider Man, right? Where they're like the first time you introduce, he's like, yeah, I know the deal. You know who I am. Wait, that was Chris Pine. Yeah, the I know that. Spidey. Okay, yeah. So he's like, you know who I am, you know the deal, like, I had an uncle, I got yep. bit by a spider, this and that, Green Goblin, Gwen Stacy, and then they're like, okay, brought you up to speed. Because the, the cool thing, like, even, like, with Homecoming, right, like, there was sort of like a, here's who I was, but because we would already seen him in Civil War, yeah. you can't really do an origin story, because yeah. that doesn't, like, that, 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 that's not satisfying to anybody. Right. So, like, you do a little bit of, like, Here's how I kind of got to where I am, but he's also already talking happy and like all. You know what I mean? It's yeah, all this different it's stuff. It's more of and... like coming into his own, like you know, like stepping out of the shadows of Iron Man and Tony Stark. And I saw a uh, uh, a headline yesterday where it's like Keanu Reeves wants to play Logan, and I was like, "Huh?" Hmm. Like Wolverine. Yeah. And I was huh. like, "Oh!" And then I clicked on the story, and the story. Uh-huh. was, would you rather play Batman or Wolverine? And he said, of the two, I'd rather play Wolverine. But the headline was like, Keanu Reeves wants to play yeah, Wolverine. It's like, it's well, terrible. well, yeah, I mean, yeah, but like, Not really. doesn't mean he's going to. Yeah. Uh, I heard a rumor a while, I mean, this is like a, this is old now, but like after, when Hugh Jackman was like, Logan's it, I'm done, um, I heard that the dude Eggsy from, um, okay, Kingsman was Taron being Edgerton. considered because they were going to need someone young enough to hold the role yep. for 10 or 12 years or 15 yep. years and someone who's a great actor like him and also someone who could do like rugged but all, like um, what's the word I'm looking for like anti-hero kind of thing you yeah. know because like Eggsy like he's still kind of like he's a badass but and he learns his manners but he's also street you know so I feel like and this is somehow both a compliment and an insult to him mostly a compliment I feel no, actually, not an insult at all. I don't think. I feel like every short list of like, no matter what you're looking for, I feel like his name is on there. <laughs> That's because I feel like there's not that many really good actors around that age. But like, whether you're looking for like, say, like a new action star or like, I guess, I guess it's mostly action. Is, like, he, gonna, is he gonna ram the gates? He's gonna ram the gates, right? He's mm-hmm. drunk. He just had a drink. I didn't mean to to interrupt you. What was the movie? Was it a movie we talked about? Was it like a later Keanu movie? Where there's like a car in a garage and there's got a kid in the car and like the wife's trying to get the kid out of the car and I think. Isn't that. Oh my god, that's from something, but isn't that also. I just. Uh, that's in Wolf of Wall Street. It reminds me of Wolf of Wall Street, where he takes the car with the kid in it. it oh, maybe that's of, what I'm thinking. It yeah. reminds me of Baby Driver, where he like, takes the kid out of the car. I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking of Wolf of Wall Street. No, that def- I'm definitely thinking of Wolf. Because it's like that in reverse, where it's just yeah. like he's drunk, he's trying to get out, and but then he realizes that he was wrong, and he like lets the kid go. Um, but I feel like, in terms of action, like I feel like Tyron Edgerton could, like. But I also wonder if he's going to do that. You know what I mean? Because I feel mm-hmm. like. 
I think he would. I don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, like, if someone offered you Wolverine, would you turn, like... But I think that he's done enough, like, different stuff. I think it's just a mindset of, like, the same thing we were talking about with, with Paul Walker on the I Am Paul Walker episode, you've asked you forever. Like, he was offered, basically, Superman. And he's like, I don't want to be Superman for a decade. Well, yeah, that's what, basically what it comes down to. Do you want to, like, lock yourself... Do you want job security? But, like, <laughs> but then at the same time... Yeah, but, like, yeah, exactly. It's not that creatively fulfilling, I guess. Because, like, Taron Egerton, I think there was a quote recently that he's not really in Kingsman 3, but it's going to be, yeah, like, it's a, prequel. It's a prequel. Yeah, like, he'll be in Kingsman 4. Right. But, like, people were like, oh, my God, he's done. But, like, no, not really. It's just a different kind of story. But, like, he's already been in the two Kingsman movies, right? He played... He was in Eddie the Eagle. Uh, he plays Elton John in that new movie. Yeah, it looks good. Um, like, he's a really talented young actor... And I, at the, on the one hand, I would love to see him as Wolverine in the MCU. That's where it would be. But on the other hand, I would kind of rather... Like, I was talking to somebody, also my fancy baseball league, take a drink. Uh, but there's the, the, one of the guys that we're adding to this to the new season is, like, really... Like, he's super smart. Uh, he's also, like, really into film. And, like, way more than I am in certain ways. Wow. Not He doesn't watch more, but he knows more about, like, old stuff. Uh-huh. And he was talking about how he's angry that, like, by Robert Downey playing Iron Man, we lost probably, like, seven no. great... That's not true, because the movie... Because Robert Downey Jr. still made movies as Iron Man, and they were bad movies, and he was trying to make good movies. So, I don't buy that. I think they would have... We may, Maybe we lost one or two, but we didn't lose, like, a bunch, because he still made movies, and they stunk. <laughs> like, he made Did the he? one... He made the one where... What's his name? There's the homeless guy who played the cello, and he wrote an article about him. Then there was the one where it was like the remake of Planes, Trains, and Automobiles with uh, Zach Galifianakis. I did not see the judge. Then the judge. He was a chef. He's barely... Sherlock Holmes. Due date. Yeah, so... soloist, that's what you're talking about. He's made... He's like, he... What's your friend talking about? He didn't stop working other films and stuff. No, but I also think that, like, if he's on set for six months at a time, like, there's... Each of those Marvel movies, I think he could have No, because he'd just be on set on another... I don't think it's anything like fatigue. I think... I don't think he... I think he wants to be Iron Man, and he's... That's... Those are the projects he'd rather be doing. Oh, no. Cage giving his final speech. He's back. He's running again. We need to work together. Mike, this feels like with the musical flourish and the the significance of the scene, it could be the final scene of the movie. Oh, please, no! I mean, it's we have another not. nine minutes. No, but we—he's looking right at the camera. There's got to be a nine minutes of, of credits. Credits. Come on, say say the end. Just say the end. So here's a question: What what Cage movies? We got two revisited in. February, including one coming out on Valentine's Day. The next one we record is coming out on Valentine's Day. Oh my gosh. So Compromises. We... He just said the art of compromise. Ooh, oh my shit. god. <laughs> okay. So we need to figure out what, what movie we're going to release on Valentine's Day. Drive Angry? No. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Cage movies. Sex means compromise. Oh, you know what we should do is Zondali for Valentine's yes, Day. Yes, <laughs> I'm down for that. There he is running again. And then we got to figure out another one for February. Zondali and something. He sounds like JFK. Yeah, but why is what I want to know. <laughs> why, does he sound, why does he sound like James Stewart in other movies? Just because he wants to.
No, runner, if you have... Uh, oh, no, I'm running, but I'll give it to you if you have titular lines spoken. I don't think I do. Oh, yeah, look at that. That's a great shot, actually. If they're going to end on that shot, uh, they should have. But we've got 12 more minutes left. Not that much. Maybe... Okay, so here... How about this? We do... Zondali and City of Angels. <laughs> okay, that could work. So those are the next two. And we thankfully, did it! mercifully, this movie is over. All right, do you mind if I run to the bathroom? <laughs> no, hold on. Let's just let's just oh, yeah, let's let's wrap up. the credits. <laughs> so before before Mike goes to the bathroom, uh, go to cageclub.me, facebook.com/cageclub at cageclubpod on Twitter and Instagram. This movie has eight and a half minutes of credits, or eight minutes of credits, or something in a in a ninety minute and eight second runtime. Um, Go to uh, email us send, uh, mailbag at cageclub.me. Go to patreon.com slash cageclub. Pick what we're going to watch next. Uh, get some cool Cage Club merch. We'll be back in two weeks for Zondali, two weeks after that for City of Angels. Uh, who knows if we'll have guests for those or not, but you know we'll see you in two weeks for Valentine's Day. And also coming soon, hopefully, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And maybe, Mike, if we are truly lucky, uh, we'll have another surprise drop Cage Club VOD movie. You know what I mean? Like... That could be cool. So, two weeks from today, February fourteenth, twenty nineteen, Zondali. Two weeks after that, City of Angels. Go to you, go to Cape Just poke around, and we will talk to you soon. Bye.